welcome. <laughs> welcome back. Um, uh, I'm Emily Walborn. I'm not going to hurt her. Um, and this is part two of Into the Mindyverse. <laughs> the MKU, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Mindy kinematic universe. <laughs> I just love her so much. <laughs> yes, she is incredible. So kind from what I can tell on social media. I love her. Yeah, I love her posts on social media. Mm-hmm. They're so funny. It's usually just a picture of her and then a very funny caption. Yeah. Did you see the one that was... Um, it was about social distancing. It was the one where Kelly Kapoor in the office was like, some of us are just taking this really seriously. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I agreed with that very much. So. Yeah. There is one where... Oh, let's see if I can find it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> just... Her eating, I don't know if you can really see it. Huh. Just her eating chocolate in bed. Is, a, is anyone else at the place in quarantine where just eating chocolate in bed? <laughs> it's just the funniest look on her face. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was so funny. But I, I love it. I love her. I love Mindy. Hmm? Do you think her little daughter took the pic? I know. I'm wondering who's taking these pictures. Mm. Oh, that's another interjection I want to make about Mindy is, like, there was a point while she was pregnant where the tabloids put out a price of just, like, everyone was so desperate to know who the father was, and she never revealed, I just thought it was so cool that she was, like, the media is obsessed with this, like, private choice about my body, and I'm maintaining full control over this. Yeah, like I'm not, I thought that was, I don't know, just very powerful. Yeah, I really love that about her and her decision for that. Because I'm like, yeah, she can reveal it. She cannot reveal it. Like, that's her choice. Just because she's a public figure doesn't mean we have the right to know that at all. Totally. Yeah, she just like, in the same way that I feel about Sex in the City, she just did so many things where I'm like, I didn't even know that as a woman of color, I was allowed to act like that and ask for these things until she did it. I know. She's truly broken so many barriers, and I just, yeah, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I could do these things because Mindy has already done them. Yeah. Yeah. Including, but not limited to... Her critically acclaimed show, The Mindy Project. Mindy Project, this show, I love this show. I was watching it, I watched it at a point a couple years ago where I was having kind of a, just like a tough time just in general. And I would watch this show and it would just make me so happy. Yeah. And it just has a very special place in my heart because of that. I also, like, I feel like I forgot about season five and six, and I had just kind of fallen off by then, and then I was having, like, a very rough summer, and I watched five and six, and it turned my life around. It's just so, yeah, I would just sit down and just watch, like, episode after episode. Yeah. So good. Yes. Yeah. So her, I feel like her show, the arc kind of mirrored the transition from um, like network to streaming season mm-hmm. one through four had anywhere from 21 to 26 episodes. Um, and season four was on Hulu. 
And then season five and six were 14 and then 10 episodes. And so it was one of the, I, I can't think of that many other shows that kind of like made such a smooth transition. Between yeah, them. it doesn't happen very often. I mean, Community made the switch in season six mm-hmm. to Yahoo, but yeah, but I think I think it's great to see the Mindy Project, like not only do it for just one season but two, mm-hmm. and I think those last few seasons are some of the more interesting arcs for I, Mindy. Yeah. I and also, like, she had, there was a ton of personnel change, like, in the cast from season one to two, yeah. but also kind of throughout, like, Adam Pally, I think, is only in seasons, like, two through four or something. Yeah. Like, Chris Messina's not in the last season, but... And a camp is in the pilot and then never seen again. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, like, there were, I think, like, four or five characters like that that were in season one. And then just were yeah. never spoken of ever again. But the show did good. Like, I don't think that any season is worse than... Like, with Community, there's seasons where I'm like, I don't like this as much. But with Mindy, it like, even with the personnel changes, I think it stays pretty good the whole way through. Yeah, and, and I think, like, they do a good job with the personnel changes, too, because I think that, you know, a lot of shows will address it or, like try to brush it away but I don't know I feel like they didn't necessarily always talk about it and I kind of respected that because it's like well yeah I mean it's a workplace people you know could just move on yeah so whatever they make it work in the story the stories continue so yeah it's not like they're replacing an actor you know with yeah. the same character for the yeah. same character like yeah. in Fresh Prince <laughs> when they just replaced the mom at one point oh, oh my god God. Or Riverdale. They did that with the Asian guy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But then when Ross Butler quit Riverdale, he was like, I'm really glad that they hired another Asian guy for that. And I was like, that sucks that you thought they might not. Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) What can be done? Yeah, Stephen Tobolowski's character (laughs) uh, was written out after the second episode because they didn't want Mindy to have a boss in the office. Mm-hmm. Which I think is awesome. And, like, for 2012 to be, like, actually, we don't want. I feel like it's, I could see network executives being, like, but if she doesn't have a white boss to, like, be over her, how is she going to be, like, sassy to him? Or, like. Uh-huh. How is it going to be, like, the office? Yeah. That was awesome. That it wasn't just about, like, well, we only want to hear about a woman of color in terms of the white man bringing her down and her having to deal with that. And then he was like, actually, I would rather talk about so many other things. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Because, yeah, she's a partner in the, in the, not the firm, but what is it? <laughs> the doctor's office? The, the OBGYN office? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The original title of the pilot was It's Messy. And then uh, NBC sold it to Fox and mm-hmm. they renamed it The Mindy Project. And I think this is kind of the second example of... Actually, no, it isn't. But in the same way that Netflix approached her to write Never Have I Ever, and they're like, we want you to write something about your childhood. 
Fox being like, we want your name on there. I just, like, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with her, and I love that. I know. I think it's, yeah, because they, they wanted her to change the character's name to Mindy. The character's name wasn't even going to be Mindy. Right. And then they were like, change it to Mindy. And she just felt like they wanted it to be more personal to, to her. Yeah. Which I think is so, so nice of Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love everyone on the show. I love um, <laughs> the character Mindy is inspired by her mom, who was an OBGYN. I love it. Yeah. I love uh, I love Beverly. <laughs> She's one of my favorite characters. I love Beverly. And I love Tamara. Oh, Tamara. Who Zosha Rokamore is married to Lakeith Stanfield. Oh. Isn't that crazy? I'm going to make sure that's true. Whatever. I'm pretty sure it's true, but I'm going to look it up. Um, I love when Fortune Feimster is on the show. Yes. She's so... And um, <laughs> Gareth Dillahunt. Is he your brother? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a funny duo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what I, I really like when... um. When Mindy decides, you know, when there's that arc of um, Danny's asking her, spoiler alert, yeah. I can't remember what season this is in, but um, Danny's asking her, to, you know, to give up her career to take yeah. care of their baby. And she doesn't want to, but he's like, of course, not going to move on that. Mm-hmm. And so she dumps him mm-hmm. and like fully owns being a single mother and taking over her life and being a, a working mom a baby and I think that's I feel like that's something that you know the show is is a rom-com mm-hmm. and it's like it definitely is like an homage to those great like 90s rom-coms with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan and I love those movies but I also think that it does such a good job of of modernizing them the genre and and I think that's a great moment of that, of Mindy saying, like, no, this is what's true to life. And sometimes the true to life things aren't romantic. Yeah. 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 And also, I feel like with the breakups on, like, Sex in the City or something, it's just like, well, on to the next until I run into them in the street and I look really good. Like, her breakup with Danny and her breakup with um, Anders Holm, both of those were, like, heartbreaking. I yeah. was like, we're really, I'm very sad. And the show is going to spend like an episode or two showing how sad she is about it. Yeah. 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 Very, uh, it was in 2012, their first season. It was the number six best reviewed show. According to the sites. Yeah. For that season. Um. Let's see. There were a lot of there was criticism too of of Mindy of people saying like oh she's always dating white guys or whatever mm-hmm. um, and yeah. she just kind of was like well that's she's like I'm just want she, this is a quote from her I just want to be a writer I didn't necessarily look at it as being like well you also have to be a spokesperson that's not what I signed up for. Oh. I yeah. think that's totally fair. 
And she said on a Colbert interview, she got some criticism for not addressing abortion in the show. And she was like, I like accept that I'm taking, like I have a platform and so I have kind of responsibility, but we don't really have like a funny take on abortion to put in the show. If we do, we'll put it in there, but like, you know, we're not gonna, it's, it's a sitcom, you know? And I happen to be a woman of color doctor character but i i work in tv yeah you know if there is one then they'll put it in but if it doesn't fit with the characters or the story then why would they put it in and i also think the same with the line never have i ever where the girl's like i can't wait to go to college and have a white boyfriend like yeah it isn't the responsibility of people of color to only date other people of color in order to what be like progressive or match people's ideas of what is progressive. I think it is so unfair to put a, to say that like being romantically interested in a white person, it means anything other than what it is, which is just like everyone mm-hmm. is lonely and everybody's looking for a connection. But two, how like, all that people in the U.S. are grown up is to think that white people are the most attractive and then <laughs> to be blamed for then choosing to be attracted to white people is crazy. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I think I was reading in the, like, description of the show, Danny's character is described as conservative and, like, religious, and that is, like, difficult for her. And, like, no child of immigrants is going to be like, I think it would be really fun for me to date a Catholic person from Long Island. I think it's a fun <laughs> challenge. Like, obviously it's a struggle for her, but she also loves him. And so like, right. and that's where, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, well, why just because she's a woman of color, do her love interests have to be women of, or like people of color, you know? Yeah. That's just, that's the same as in, like, 80s movies when, like, people of color only end up with other people of color. Yeah. That's the same line of thought. It's like, well, why? (laughs) Just because they're not white doesn't mean they have to end up together. Yes. Yeah. I think Zoe Kravitz talked about on, I believe, Phoebe Robinson's podcast that she was reading for a role. She wouldn't say what it was. But from what she said, I think she was reading for This Is Us, but she was like, there were four couples and one of the couples was black. And she was like, can't I read for one of the other roles where I end up with one of the white people? And they were like, that's not really what we're looking for. And she was like, well, why? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Also, yeah, like Mindy is a child of Indian immigrants. She also grew up in Boston. Like, gonna inform her taste in people exactly we both lived in boston and and that's white central yeah (laughs) you know like it would have been cool maybe to meet more men of color but i chose to go to a film school in boston so that wasn't really an option yeah exactly where like nobody is from mass that went there really yeah i guess some people yeah. But not as many. Yeah. No. I guess that's on me. Um, let's see. Is there anything 
you relate to in the Mindy Project? I I think similar to it, Never Have I Ever, she's like kind of an anti-hero. She like gets to be a narcissist to everyone. And she had said, um, I think her parents were like, if you make the character a doctor, she can get away with a lot more because she's like <laughs> a good person. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was just nice to see someone just be like selfish and it's funny <laughs> and doesn't make her evil. I related to that. What about you? Yeah, I related to her, I think, in a different way of just, like, <laughs> honestly, I think a lot of it is, like, her work ethic of, like, she works really hard and will get it done, but, like, in her free time, she's not going to do anything. I'm not related to that. <laughs> anything but watch TV and hang out and, and and eat. And I'm like, that sounds that sounds pretty accurate to me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I also think... One of my favorite parts of the whole show is in the pilot when she's riding her bike after the wedding. She goes, I'm Sandra Bullock. And then she (laughs) goes straight into the pool. That to me is one of the funniest moments. Yeah. And I I also related to that because I'm like, as a like as a teen, I would do things like, oh, I'm just like that character and whatever. Yeah. And then uh I won't say what because it's too embarrassing, but um, <laughs> but I relate to that. That kind of like romanticizing TV and movies and wanting your life to kind of and your experiences to line up with that. I relate to a lot. Totally. And also when I was younger, I would say maybe until beginning of college, like sometimes when I would picture myself, like whatever, being successful or like going on a date or whatever, I would mm-hmm. picture my flight. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it mostly looked like me, but my hair was a little lighter. Was basically the difference. I mean, yeah, it's it's really crazy how now I feel like almost everywhere I look, there's so much Asian American media that we can consume. But like when we were growing up, there truly was like, I mean, there's like Brenda Song on (laughs) Disney Channel. Yeah. And American Dragon Jake Long. American Dragon Jake Long, Sandra O oh, and Princess Diaries. And I think that's about it. Sums it up. Yeah. Actually. So But yeah, I I I agree with you. I think that when I would imagine myself or I do something I'd be like, ooh, I'm just like that character, they were always white characters. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I would give this five I don't remember what the segments were, but I would give this five gongs and five ramen. <laughs> yeah. Presentation and it's an amazing show. Same. I agree. <laughs> yeah, we'll change it every time until we land on a yeah. Like, I like yeah. I do like gong and, and ramen. That's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting pairing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, another thing I like about the fact that she just like dates a parade of white guys is it, I feel like it kind of turns on its head the, like, um, oh, they're going after our white women, like, and she's like, yeah, I'm just going after all your white men, and they're all yeah. for me, and then, like, just go through them like they're popcorn. I love it. That's true. I never thought of it, it that way, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. 
from there, mm-hmm. we move to Champions. Champions. Have you, did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I finished it. It's a pretty quick watch. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, uh, yeah, I watched all of it. And you've watched, you watched it recently, too. Yeah. Yeah. Watched it last year. I loved it. Like, I thought it was fun. Yeah, you know, I really like the son. I love the son. I think Anders Holm's really hot, and I liked his brother. And I Anders Holm, I hadn't really de- seen him in much. I hadn't seen him. I guess I had only seen him in The Mindy Project. I mean, hadn't watched Workaholics. I haven't seen that show, but I liked him in this. Yeah, and I liked his brother. Yeah. And Fortune Themester. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad we'll never get to see um, Anders Holmes' relationship with the accountant at work blossom. Yeah. But you know what? We can always write fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I love, yeah, The Sun was obviously, like, carried the show. Um, Josie so Toda, known as J.J. Toda. Oh. Oh, and I believe, according to this, um, she identifies as a female. And she's in a lot of other stuff. She was in, I wonder if I keep seeing her in other stuff. But now that I'm okay, I can't find anything. But I really feel like she's, she's coming up. Yeah, I feel like if it's not 2020, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, then 2021 is her year. Because seriously, she's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And she's from Sacramento. Pretty hey. cool. So that's a good show. Listeners, yeah. check it out. It's a fun little watch. It's a, yeah, just it's a good, a like, one. if you want to watch the Mindy Project, it's, like, the exact same tone. Yeah, very much so. And a lot of the same cast, too. Yeah. It's sort of like Kimmy Schmidt is to 30 Rock as Champions is to Mindy Project. True. Very true. Only ten episodes, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's on Netflix, so there you go. And yeah. And Mindy's in a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. Comes in in the middle at one point, and then in the end. Yeah. Great. So you still get your little. Yeah, I mean, it is like Teen and Phase world where she'll pop up every once in a while in her other shows, but. Yeah, and it has all the same, like, transition music as, like, her, like, it's all very familiar. Yeah, I noticed a lot when they were in, like, when they would do the break room scenes in, in the <laughs> gym, I was like, oh, this is just, like, their break room in the Mindy Project. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the girl who plays um, Stevia, who just is, like, a fitness woman. She oh, also yeah. played like this total bitch in an episode of Shrill. Um, and I was like, wow. Which season? First season. She's like oh, the one okay. who goes to 80 and is like, I could really help you get into shape. And uh, like, yeah, okay. Insanely inappropriate and rude to her. Um, yeah, I remember that character. Yeah. But I like the actress. And it's, I would love a life where I just keep getting cast as the insanely in shape woman. <laughs> Yeah, hey, that would be great casting. Kind of a cool life. Um, we can yeah, move on to late night. Late night. Wow. 
I really like this one. I had read the script when it was on the blacklist before it got made. Oh. And it was a lot different. It was actually, it was like, she had like more of a male mentor in it oh. than Emma Thompson. Interesting. I should wonder if maybe it was that Emma Thompson's character was a man before. Huh. But I'm I'm not 100% sure about it, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love that Emma Thompson and Mindy Kaling are in a movie together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I really liked it. Obviously, I was not wild about the end where she and Reed Scott were unnecessarily together. But otherwise, yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, and I I think what I really like about this is that I feel like it's such a pivotal experience as a person of color and a woman of color to be like the only one. Totally. You know, in in that situation. Yeah, because I feel like we both have, have been in that situation and continue to be in that situation. Yeah. Where we look around and we're like, okay, only person of color here, or okay, only woman here. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yes. both. Totally. And, like, it isn't even many of the white guy characters expressed, like, this is such a benefit for you that you get to be a diversity hire. And, like, we've talked about how some places like would keep firing their diversity hires after one season and like it should be a benefit it should be like a big perk and yet somehow like people have found a way to strip everything from that like no one even if you're the only one in the room and they're talking about something that you know about like you are not really in a position where you can offer your perspective or maybe you are but you don't want to be the spokesperson necessarily like even this thing that is supposed to be something that like white guys are jealous that they don't have is like not actually that good yeah or like fun in the way that people think it is yeah (laughs) one quote from mindy that i love that it's it doesn't really matter how much money i have i'm treated badly enough regularly that it keeps me humble Yeah, and I just feel like there is, you know, like, I don't know. I just felt like this movie did a really good job of exploring that that situation of being, like, a person of color and a woman of color in the entertainment industry yeah. and, like, what that means. Because I feel like some people felt that that room was kind of dated. Like, the, the writer's room that she entered felt dated, but I... I disagree. <laughs> like, yeah, I think yeah. that we both recently graduated from a school where those writers' rooms were like copy and paste. That's exactly what yes. was, and like rooms that I see and hear of in the industry now are the same. Totally. I mean, Orange Is the New Black had an all-white writers' room after the first season. I recently looked up the V had an all white writer's room, which really changes how I feel about some of the jokes that are made on there. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know that about those two shows. And I'm it's sure so that, fascinating, especially yeah. with Orange is the New Black, because it's a very diverse show. Yes. Someone pointed that out to me. They were like, I stopped watching during the like race riot episode. All white people wrote that. And I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> 
I did not know that. That really changes my perspective of that show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. I, yeah. So I don't think it was dated. Um, I know. It wasn't, like, I was watching it. I was home for a few weeks last summer, and I was working in late night at the time. And, like, I went and saw it with my mom while I was home. And I was like, this has made me really excited to go back to New York and, like, work. Like, this is very fun and inspiring to me. Like, it wasn't about her being like, this is really hard. She was like, yeah, it's hard, but I also like to work hard. And I like a challenge. I, I love my work and it was very I was like yeah this is awesome I like relate to this and it isn't like discouraging at all yeah yeah and that's what I like yeah that's what I like about it too I feel like that's how it is with all of Mindy's characters they're all like they're all like yeah what I'm going through sucks but I still want to do it and I love what I do or like, I'm still, in, like, Davy's case, in Never Have I Ever, it's like, I'm still figuring it out, but I'm not going to let anything stop me mm-hmm. from getting where I think I want to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, putting that immigrant work ethic to use. <laughs> yeah. I remember I saw this one at AMC Universal, mm. one of, like, the first weekends it came out, and it was so much fun. Yeah. I couldn't wait to go see it. Yeah, just a fun movie. Yeah. Cause she, yeah, it sold for a lot at Sundance after it premiered at Sundance, and I was very excited that it was gonna be wide release. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we relate to a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I feel like, and I, I think, too, um, the beginning part where she, like, sees, doesn't she, like, see a flyer for, or how does she yeah. get at the job, Yeah, right? she works at, like, a chemical plant. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, and she writes, she writes, like, a funny, like, she wins an essay contest, and they can yeah. go anywhere in the company. Yes. And that company also owns this late night show. Yeah. And that's how she gets there. And I, I love that because I think that's so to Mindy's experience with mm-hmm. with writing, too. Because she, when she was young, she in her book, she said, like, I would just watch the credits of TV yeah. shows yeah. and try to figure out who they were and, how, like, who the writers were and how they got there. Yeah. And I think that that's such a fun, like, play on that of, <laughs> like a yeah <laughs> someone that uses their brain like okay this is the parent com- the parent company yes. owns my chemical plant okay. and this broadcasting company that owns this yeah. show and that's where I want to go yeah yeah she was a good researcher yeah I will I just love that as an like an origin story for a character <laughs> oh, I need to rewatch yeah I'm gonna rewatch that actually great yeah. Let's see. We both haven't seen really um, Four Weddings and a Funeral. I watched the first, like, five episodes. It's, you know, it's not good, but I liked it. <laughs> I haven't it seen it not, yet. Which I wasn't expecting. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I'm excited to see it because it is an adaptation of a classic. Yes. So 
I also, I tried to watch the classic, and maybe I was, like, texting while I was watching it, and that's why I wasn't paying attention, but I was, like, I'm not into this. I don't. Just not for you. Story's I not for you. I do not care about Hugh Grant. <laughs> It'll never be compelling to me. Fair enough. I, yeah, he, he is in a lot of rom-coms, isn't he? Yeah, him and Colin Firth, I'm just like, you guys are cool, but, like, I'll never, I'll never think you're hot in the way that other people seem to need to in order to be engaged. Fair enough. Yeah. I, uh, I guess I think the first, like, rom, is it a rom-com with, um, Colin Firth that I saw him in was, um, what a girl wants with Amanda Fine. I just rewatched that, and that I was like, okay, you're actually kind of hot in this, even though you're the dad. Oh, see, yeah, because I watched it when I was a kid, and so that's like my first thing that mm-hmm. I saw him in, and I so I've always just thought of him as like a dad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what I saw him in. Totally. I I don't think I'd really seen the whole thing all the way through until like truly last week I watched it. Does it hold up? Or is it good? Did you like it? It is good. I really liked it. Okay, cool. I'm gonna, I want to rewatch that because yeah. I love that movie. There's like kind of a lot. There's like he and the mom like met in I think Morocco, and so there's a lot of like they keep just being like, let's play with that, and you're like, okay. <laughs> but otherwise it's great. And the boy that Amanda Bynes gets with seems kind of Asian. I don't know. Yes, you're right. He he does. I can and picture I him clearly. I'd be disappointed. But I'm, I'm saying it now. In a radical act of diversity, I'm making the basic claim that he's Asian. I think we'll accept it. Thank you. Approved. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, a big part of her career was The Office. Yeah. Of course. She and the directed. about Four Weddings, it, she gives Natalie Emanuel more lines than I'm pretty sure Game of Thrones did in eight years. And... Like, she populates it with so many people of color, and, like, there's one part where she describes, um, like, the Indian guy as Ryan Gosling dipped in caramel or something. Like, it's just, I was like, okay, there's, like, a lot of fun stuff. Like, I would recommend it to you. I think it would be a fun watch. I don't think it's her best work. I don't think she was as involved with, the, like, the writing as she was in her other projects. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to watch it, so. Yeah. And I'll probably check it out. And I got a lot of other people to watch it, too, despite me saying I'm that good. I had a lot of fun. I've never not had fun with Mindy. Yeah, I think truly, this is what Jordan said, my boyfriend for new listeners. He said that Mindy is like one of the best joke writers working in Hollywood right now. And I agree with him. So I think she absolutely is. I feel like there's nobody that writes as solid a joke as she does. Like, Paige, like, I think probably her, Tina Fey, and um, I don't know who's another really good joke writer. Maybe Katie Dippold, I think, for, like, features. Maybe Paul Feig are, like, that can consistently put out, like, multiple jokes a page that are, and they're all gold. Yeah, know? totally. I completely agree. Yeah, there's one joke I keep thinking about a mini project. There's one part where they're just like, Mindy keeps having a calzone in her mouth, and she like turns around <laughs> and she like has one in her mouth. It like it almost like <laughs> Smothers Brothers like classic joke writing. Yeah, 
put updated into like a modern age. Yeah, you can just yeah. talk to like such a fan of comedy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah, what's great about her is it's like some of it's almost like it's almost like cartoon level how many jokes are packed in. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still it's still somehow it's like the characters are so like grounded and real that mm-hmm. you you connect to them on such an emotional level too. Yeah. That despite like all of Mindy's silliness. Yeah. You know, yeah. And like, like I sobbed watching Four Weddings and a Funeral, even though I didn't even like it. And I sobbed multiple times in the Mindy project. I know, my gosh. Yeah. And I I sobbed during Never Have I Ever. The last two episodes, I was just crying yeah. the yeah. whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's we are lucky to have her. So lucky. Yeah. And I mean we can just shout out some of her her office writing. I mean, she wrote the Jim and Pam wedding, which is, Whoa. you know, iconic episodes. She wrote that with Greg Daniels. Right. She wrote the Dundies. I mean, also iconic. She wrote the one where <laughs> one of my favorites with <laughs> Michael grills his foot on a George Foreman grill. Yes. <laughs> and also the one where he's plays Willy Wonka (laughs) which is uh, now that I think about it such classic Mindy she wrote a lot of the Christmas episodes wow yeah and then she wrote and directed the Michael's last Dundee episode and she directed body language which is the one with Michael's where that there was that one arc where um he like dates that bar owner yeah. And that it's like the first time that he meets her and he's misreading all of her body language. So Yes. She also she and Ellie Kemper had like a couple of side like songs, like such as Male yeah. Pre Madonna. I was obsessed with that song when I was in seventh grade. I was absolutely addicted to that song. Like she just like had so many good things on the side. She also I didn't know that she before she was like had really made it, she did stand up and she toured um, with Craig Robinson. Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, yeah, you know, I was listening to her on WTF, and this was a while ago. And I think you know, Mark has really grown as a person, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating to hear that over the years. But this was this was a while ago, and she was talking about stand up. And he was like, oh, and you probably were able to fill the, the house because you were on the office and well-known. And she just goes, no, it's because I was funny. Ah! And I was like, yes, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. I love that about her because she's like, no, I am funny and I know it. And I'm obviously really good at comedy. So ah. don't try to make excuses for my success. Totally. Wow. And that might just me be me projecting what I read into it, but that's what I read into it. And I think Mindy is powerful. <laughs> yes, so powerful. Ugh. Chef's kiss. Love her. Love her. Uh, overall, the Mindyverse, five gongs, five ramens. Yes, exactly. Infinite gongs and ramens. Yeah, even the stuff that I'm like, oh, it's a little bit weaker, like... It's not bad, and it's better than a lot of what's at, like, her whole universe is good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, everything about 
what she creates. So good. Yeah. And the people she mentors, like, um, when Tracy Wakefield did great news, like, yes. Fucking rules. <laughs> there was, yeah, there's a great, there's a great moment with Tracy Wakefield too. And Mindy project where she's, it's, I think it's at the end of the season, first season, Mindy's yelling up to Anders Holmes character mm-hmm. to go with him on that trip to Haiti or wherever they're going. And she's going to like, she's calling up to him and, Tracy Wakefield's like, lady, shut up. And then out the same, same building. And then when Mindy reveals that she cut her hair for the trip, Tracy Wakefield's like, oh, it turns out it was a boy this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I have to rewind. I, uh, yeah, she's such a solid joke writer. Good job. Yeah. Her and correct Jordan. Yeah, it's true. It's like you could really just study her scripts and learn how to write jokes yes yeah completely well thank you everyone for for tuning in tune in next time we'll have another uh we'll have another thing we're talking about yeah tbd what will be we're actually pivoting this is just a the meg podcast (laughs) all right if you want to do the meg i'll watch the meg you don't have to watch it it's like not worth it you said it was very asian though and i I'm like, okay, we could do that. Asian for something that was made before Crazy Rich Agents came out. That could be interesting, though. That's true. That an interesting look in the time capsule. You can also, like, scrub through the shark parts. Excuse me, the Meg parts. Excused. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate sharks, so that's my only hesitation. Yeah. What would it make it better if they were really, really big and ate whales? It would make me feel worse. Hmm. <laughs> How that works. Yeah. Yes. Maybe you can find like a fan vid that's just a compilation of the Asian and, and Jason Statham. I'll look. Maybe that, I bet that exists. I bet that's yeah. out there. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, put together your favorite clips of Asians yeah. and Jason Statham and I'll watch it. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, before we go, I just want to say I was watching Alias. Have you ever seen it? No. What's that show? It is Jennifer Garner stars in it with Victor Garber. It's from like the early 2000s. It's a J.J. Abrams show. Grace is obsessed with it and got me to watch it. And it's on Amazon Prime now. Finally. Um, but Quentin Tarantino is a guest star for two episodes. And J.J. does such a good job writing this character for Quentin because he has an Asian woman he's doing his mission with. And he like keeps being like, babe, and like kissing his like little Asian girlfriend. And then he ends up shooting her. And I was like, that's such a good depiction of Quentin. He's like horny and obsessed with Asian women, but he also wants them to die. <laughs> that's awesome. That is a great depiction of him. Yes. I really nailed him. <laughs> yeah. Good job, JJ. And that same episode, they really kind of nailed me too, like 15 years before it happened. So. Damn. Highly recommend. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Tune in next week for the Meg. Just kidding. We'll think of something else. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.